Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Engadget podcast. I am your host, Terrence O'Brien. Uh, we have a very special, probably not safe for work treat for you this Yay! week. <laughs> Uh, the big bosses are in town. Ugh. Sitting to my right, editor-in-chief, Michael Gorman. What's up, y'all? Over on the far left, executive editor, Christopher Trout. Hello, Clarice. And hiding her face in shame next to me, senior editor, Sherlyn Lowe. I'm She's not, not happy about Did you this. just promote me? Because I'm just reviews editor. Oh, you're reviews editor. I'm, I'm, well, I got a promotion, dang. by the way. Give it just happened some just money. right now. What's up? Well, I mean, really, you should think of that as a demotion. There's only one reviews That's editor. That's true. There's plenty of senior editors. Oh, snap. But the two like a dime a dozen. The two bosses are here, so they heard it. It's official. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody call HR. Mm-hmm. We're going to um, say that a lot today. Yeah, 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 we are. I need a grown-up. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun later talking about uh, online dating and uh, sex, and it's going uh, to be a weird show. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, it's going to probably make Sherlyn very uncomfortable. Settle in, y'all. We're going to go deep. <laughs> I'm probably going to cry good. at some point mm, out oh of frustration. God, me too. Yeah, yeah, you and uh, I. I'm just going to giggle and laugh yeah. while y'all weep. <sighs> so before we get going, how are you gentlemen doing? Uh, welcome to New York. Yeah. I've seen better days. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I feel pretty fantastic. We were out probably a little bit past our bedtime last night with our video director. I blame her for uh-huh. this. Our producer who's yeah. sitting over there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not on camera. Yeah. Not we're waving to her like anyway. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. We love we love Olivia. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> and now we're going to have a good time this morning. But, you know, it's we got to ramp up. We got to, you know, slowly. But so, yeah, if I'm a little shaky, it's because they didn't put vodka in my coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Hair of the dog. I, do, do we need to fix that for you, like, right now? If we're going to fix it, let's not do vodka. No. <laughs> Whiskey goes better in coffee, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Kahlua. Mm-hmm. It's morning time. Something sweet. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm sticking to the water, y'all. I got to get hydrated. Yeah. I'll drink water, too. Uh, okay. Um... So you want to just get right to it then and have you two uh, yell at each other a whole bunch? Let's do the work. All right. Uh, we are going to start this week, as we do every week, with Flame Wars. Uh, you guys know how this works. We're going to debate three of the biggest stories of the week. You get 20 seconds to make your opening statement, at which point I'll allow a brief rebuttal. At the end of which time, Cherlin will decide who is the winner, and you will get a point. And uh, I also want to lodge a complaint with the ethics board right now before we even get started, because I am currently in last place, and Sherlyn wants to keep me there, <laughs> and I anticipate that's how this is going to unfold in real time. I am uh, a very fair person. That is like, that is like straight up Trumpin' right yeah, there. Right. Yeah, is, you the system is rigged. That's what I do, y'all. Damn. <laughs> The system is rigged. I'm tilting the board in my favor. Crooked Christopher. Mm-hmm. 
What's I up? hate both of you equally, yeah. so it's fine. Okay, it's okay. So we're, we're just like Hillary and, and Trump. <laughs> there we go. Hey. <laughs> no right. good choices. <laughs> oh man, the most hated people in the AOL office. Yeah, that's yes. us. But we well, no, that one's the most. Also. That's what balances out our. Is that it? It's the hair. It's the hair. Yeah, this is why people tolerate us. Mm. That's why I have mine up today. Mm-hmm. Why? I, t- I I want to be not tolerated. Oh, okay, fair enough. I would like for you to not tolerate <laughs> me. Right. Um, Words are definitely my real hard for Trout. You are excellent at verbalizing your thoughts. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, since we we're gonna talk, we're gonna start off uh, making election jokes. Why don't we start? Uh, by talking a little bit about online voting since it is election season. Mm, this yes. is the last episode we're going to put in the bag before yep. uh, everybody goes out and casts their vote for somebody. And there may not be a podcast next week, depending <laughs> on what happens Tuesday. We'll see. Are you going to mm-hmm. die at the at the polls? I'm, Terrence will be knows. weeping on the floor, just stabbing himself. Mm-hmm. I might Much gnashing of teeth, come true. tearing of clothes. Yeah. No, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, Nuclear sure. war. <laughs> um... <laughs> So one of the things that uh, has come up a couple of times throughout the course of the election season is this idea that, you know, we should be opening access to the ballots more and making it easier for people to vote, whether that's um, making Election Day a national holiday, which mm-hmm. off topic, but 100 percent endorse that idea. Yep. Uh, but one of the things that has come Wait, up a so couple of times. Day, you get a day off so you can vote? Yeah. Make Election Day a holiday. This way, everybody. I think that people should have to work more. <laughs> Earn the vote. Earn it. Right? Oh. Like, we should we should make people work 24 hours <laughs> on election day. Yeah. Just try to figure out how you're going to vote. This, yeah. is, this is why you are not an elected official. Uh-huh. Um, but one of the things that has come up a couple of times is this idea of sort of online voting. And there's a couple of countries in Europe that have online voting. There are a few states that do it to some degree. Mm-hmm. Can we establish the- what we're talking about when we're talking about online voting? So... There's a couple of different ways you can do online voting. There can be online portals where you have a specific identifier and you literally cast a ballot online. Mm -hmm. There are some places in the U.S. specifically where you can cast a ballot via email, uh, specifically an absentee ballot. Uh, I believe Colorado is one of the states that allows you to do that. So if you're in the armed forces, you print out a paper ballot, fill it out, scan it, Email it back to the election. This is going to make my job really easy, by the way, um, if this is what we were talking about. It's a whole complicated thing. So I'm not going to specify any specific form of online voting. Yep. Um, but I do want to know what you guys think about online voting in general. Like, is this something the United States at this point should be, if not using, at least investigating in a very serious way? But before we get started, I would like to point out that I don't actually feel yes anything. So I will I will do this. <laughs> Trout is ambivalent <laughs> towards freedom and democracy. Okay. I was I, I was not going to make this a, a a a knock on you, but I will say the same thing I do every week, which is that this is purely an uh, intellectual exercise and does not necessarily reflect people's personal opinions. Yeah. Um, How would that be a knock on me? Are you saying? (laughs) Well, no, because you turned it into literally that you don't have feelings or care about. Also, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you're going to lose, is what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it is rigged. Uh Maybe I don't know. This is why. That's not true. (laughs) Cheat to win. That's my motto. (laughs) Oh. All right. uh, So, Michael, we are going to start with you. Okay. So I I I think that online voting is a 
excellent idea. I think that the issue here, I think you see that voter turnout is a, is a significant issue. And if, if we should be as a governmental entity and as a nation, we should want to make it as easy and as painless for as many citizens as possible to vote. That's, you know, it's a representative government. That's how you get that. Yes. That is time. <laughs> that was actually just, that was just to signify that that was a terrible point. <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with timing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mr. Trout, would you like to make a better point? Yeah. Uh, I think we should make it harder for people to vote, as I pointed out <laughs> earlier. I think that we should uh, encourage voting by fax. <laughs> that is a thing, by the way. <sighs> See, but the email thing is just as bad, right? Like, if you have to print it out and then scan it and then yep. send it back, it's not, it's not helping. And also, the Internet's insecure. It is, but there are ways around it. I think if you dedicated an arm of the government to like figure out a way to create a, a the government system, whether you can use like uh, <laughs> cryptography keys and stuff like that. And the bottom line is, current physical ballots and the machines that are being used are insecure. Right? We already have an insecure voting system. So to me, the benefits for kind of efficiency and ease of use of that sort of system uh, outweighs whatever kind of security risks. And ultimately, if it's something we're doing and putting resources into making it as secure as we can. I think you can do a good job of it if you do it right. Now, I don't know if our government is capable of doing that, but I think as an ideal and something that we should try to be doing, yes, absolutely, and I think it can be done. So so one quick uh, question on that, because um, you talked a bit about how the our election system is already kind of insecure with the electric uh, electronic voting and even some of the paper ballots. There, there's ways to mess with this. Yep. Um, but one of the big complaints uh, from the public when – electronic voting first kind of started to take hold in the U.S. was that a lot of these machines didn't have paper trails. And that made it too easy to either fake or change people's votes or the way votes were counted without having a backup sort of system no chads. for, sure. for tracking that. this. So if you're doing internet voting mm -hmm. purely – doesn't that basically, by default, not have a backup system? And are, is the American public ready to accept something like that? I don't know if the – I mean, honestly, I think the bulk of the American public probably doesn't think about it, and they're only worried about it because someone has told them that it's something they should be really concerned about. I think that if you address it – because obviously that's a concern that would have to be addressed by whatever system is created to actually execute this, right? So I think that there are probably ways that people much smarter than me – I'm not thinking that I can solve this, this issue – but, like, <clears throat> if you have, like, unique um, encryption keys for each voter, right, like, it's easy to track that. You're going to be able to see, in theory – um, like if there is an abnormal number of votes coming from a place where they shouldn't in a given district or something like that. Like I feel like there are checks that you could have in any system that you build to create transparency and have that kind of confidence in the system because that's really what we're talking about, like we're having confidence talking, in the system. We're also talking about the government and the Internet. Yep. And they don't understand technology, and I think that we have hit on that a million times over – a million years. That is true. They don't get it, and they're not going to create the right thing, and it will be a fucking disaster. Fax machines for life. <laughs> okay, so so so, quick question on that front then. Um, barring the idea that the government do doesn't get the internet, which I don't think any of us here are going to argue necessarily, mm -hmm. but do you think uh, internet voting in and of itself is fundamentally insecure and not something that we can do properly? Yes. I have another question, and mostly for Gorman. 
What about access? What about people who don't necessarily have access to online voting and mm-hmm. live far away from like a poll center or something? Well, we're not getting rid of the right. other type of voting, right? So here's no. here's here's what I think that actually I think online voting solves that problem because then anyone can vote with a laptop. So having a polling center anywhere in town, any civic building could become a voting booth just with an internet connected with a bunch computer. Of so laptops. to me, again, access. All of a sudden, it should be way easier for more people to vote. And I think that, like, again, these are all use cases that would have to be accounted for, and I would expect them to be accounted for when they're whoever is building this system. And I would also say, yes, I absolutely agree with Christopher talking about, like, do we think that the government is capable of doing this as it stands right now? No, but I also think... Obama has done a lot to kind of behind the scenes create a more technologically savvy government. Mm-hmm. Um, he invented and the internet, right? They've been, <laughs> well, I think this is one of those things that I think we'll see in hindsight after his presidency. He's done a lot of kind of uh, back-end infrastructure mm-hmm. things that have gotten people that understand um, techno- technology in a way that government didn't previously. And there's just a lot of red tape that they have to cut through. So what I'm saying is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the knowledge is there. It's a matter of is the system going to allow it to happen? Like, do we have the political will to make it happen? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to decide. I'm really torn because I don't like either <laughs> of <Not> you, you. <laughs> or your points. Because, you know, but I think I'm going to have to side with Trout. Duh. Bullshit. Because there's so much there that you're saying they have to incorporate this. They have to think about that. And Trout points out very fairly that it's all going to be a huge mess. If, you know, there's so much to think about, like you Mm -hmm. pointed out, that it's going to be very tough to manage and and implement. Mm -hmm. But I still think that it's not impossible. Well, and to be fair, I actually feel like it's a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) If you do it right, I just don't think you can. Right now, I don't think we're, I don't think the government is capable of rolling out a system, a new system. Right now. Internet based that works. I mean, we do do like billion dollar business. Yeah, We do do. Uh, billion-dollar business deals and transfer, like, government secrets and CIA intelligence and stuff in some respect over internet-connected systems and for the most part managed to keep those secure. I'm sure we could figure out voting. But then the DNC got hacked, and then there's Mm. all of... The DNC is different from, like, the CIA, though. Well, true. They're not not the government, right? They're they're like They're like a club. It's Mm. like saying your local Elk Lodge got hacked. But but that would make it a lot easier for people with malicious intent to really find a way through, so... Oh, my God, this is so Never ending. Yeah, I know, I'm dead. (laughs) All right, let's move on to something... uh, more fun. Which uh, potentially more fun, oh. definitely a little, uh, definitely a little bit more controversial. Ooh, I okay. love this one. Um, yeah, that's Trout's wheelhouse. <laughs> Peter Thiel. Hmm. He's a person <laughs> who's in the news um, for things. For things. And what? Stuff. What exactly? So. <laughs> oh. Um, I mean, primarily for being a, an outspoken Trump supporter and uh, spending a whole bunch of money to support him. Um, mm-hmm. I think the most recent thing was he donated $1.25 million to his campaign mm. or something like that. Or how, to, much did he, how much did he— uh, Well, not to his t- campaign directly because he Give can't. to the whole Hogan camp- yeah, right? campaign. Oh, God knows. Over like tens of millions. Yeah, it was, it was an obscene amount of money. Right. So this is the, for those of you out there who are living under a rock, um, this is the guy who is basically single-handedly responsible for killing Gawker, mm-hmm. uh, funding the Hulk Hogan lawsuit against the site. Um, he is also an outspoken Trump supporter. He is a multi-billionaire t- uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, Lib- ultra-libertarian. Well, he's not even a libertarian. No. I don't think he... 
He's that Trumpian. man does not know what the word libertarian means, uh, judging okay. by his speech that he gave to the National Press Club the other day, sure. uh, which we covered, and his um, interview following that. Yeah. Um, he targeted Gawker specifically because he says that uh, Gawker outed him as a gay man when he was not ready to come out of the closet, mm-hmm. and this is why he targeted them for revenge. Um, but... Peter Thiel also happens to be on the board of a whole bunch of companies and has stirred up a whole lot of controversy because of his actions. and Specifically Facebook and yeah. y, Com- uh, y Combinator. Y Combinator, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I'm going to leave Y Combinator out of this, but I, am, I do want to talk about Facebook. Uh, we've covered this quite a bit, but I kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Um, Mark Zuckerberg has defended keeping Peter Thiel on the uh, board. Yep. That he was reelected not that long ago to the board. Um, Gorman, is it time for Peter Thiel to be removed from said board for Facebook? Yes. 100% yes. Um, I have a problem with anyone who perpetuates kind of um, messages of hate and fear. Um, And I don't think that that's – I think that companies uh, don't take enough responsibility for kind of the ethics of of their business and the people that they associate themselves with. Fair enough. Mr. Trout? One word. Diversity. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, like, uh, you should be able to have your own opinions or whatever. Or whatever. Or whatever. I feel very strongly about that. Also, you know, I got to side with my fellow homo, Peter Thiel. So, you know. Yeah. Butt stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So my, the, the I have, I have, I have stuff. no, I have no reply for the butt stuff <laughs> argument. I cannot shut it um, down uh, again. The, um, but I will say this: diversity is good, and I, I like. I know Mark Zuckerberg came out and talked about like having diversity of opinion is important. Uh, I would say that you know. Uh, Facebook has traditionally been a more uh, liberal kind of place, and I think that that's where they lean politically mm-hmm. as a company. That's kind of young people, etc. I get that should there they should be. be yeah, no? that's what I was. Gonna um, say. So I would say that having diversity is important. I would say that you can find those viewpoints uh, socially and politically without the hate speech and without that being the endorsement. They could find someone else to put on their did board who brings speech, that other. Though? Did he hate speech or did Trump? Uh, and no. this is the thing. I think when you support and you speak on his behalf at a national convention, when that whole program was about hate speech and xenophobia um you're endorsing that and that sticks to you as far as i'm concerned like you don't get to have it both ways you associate yourself with him to that degree and you're giving him that much money you're adopting what he says to a degree but also when we start getting into who are you associating yourself with like no doubt mark zuckerberg's associated himself with some fucking monsters in the past Mm -hmm. right and also Palmer Lucky is that that guy's name? Yep. The, yep. the whatever Oculus of guy. Oculus. Yep. Um, that guy's a fucking dumpster fire of a human being. Fuck yes. that guy. All I'm saying is, all I'm Any saying is that like, <laughs> if you are there, one are there certain opinions that are more right than others, or that are more important than others? Is something that you have to really decide on this. Yep. And what are those opinions, and how do you make that decision when you're a publicly traded company that shouldn't be necessarily having political affiliations? Period. Right. So my my rebuttal to that is that um, I'm a lawyer. Hate speech is a limit on the First Amendment for a reason. So yeah, there are limits with in reason. And hate is one of those things that we as a society judicially and socially have decided is something that we're not okay with. 
and that's the message that his candidate preaches. That's who he's supporting. Um, and I think you need to be held accountable for that. And I think Facebook needs to be accountable for that. And again, they can get differing political viewpoints without that aspect of it. That's the issue that I have. So since we're rolling out our credentials, I'm a pornographer <laughs> and butt stuff. Yeah. And that's why we're fine with that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But hate is not OK. It's not. Uh, it depends. So I, I have a quick question, though, around this. So yep. the, what, the whole excuse that Zuckerberg gave for keeping Peter Thiel around is this idea of diversity. Yep. And big, a big thing was this idea of diversity of opinions as well. But doesn't it undercut that logic if Peter Thiel's whole political stance is opposed to diversity? I mean, because do we know that to be true, though? I mean, if you are just because you're supporting Trump doesn't necessarily that is the cornerstone you, of his campaign. Uh, no, I it's mean, not. It is not the cornerstone. He didn't build his campaign, his campaign on I hate diversity. He didn't do that. And he's not. And, and he's, I, I, I build it. I really, literally his first political rally was Mexicans are rapists. Yeah, like That's... he built the cornerstone of his campaign is. Build a wall. Build a wall. It's anti-immigration. It's anti-diversity. Like, it, by throwing money well, at Well, we know how Terrence <laughs> falls on this one. We, I have yeah. never made got any bones about right? my political right? views, yeah. and I have no interest in doing so. Ralph Nader for life. Uh-huh. Ugh, come on. Come on. <laughs> hey, we'll uh, Stein for life. But I mean, anyway. if, you're throwing, if you're throwing $1.25 million at a candidate who has largely built their campaign— That's Trump change for— Chump change or not, that's a lot of money in general. It's a lot of money to give to a campaign, whether or not it's chump change to him specifically. It's also not any of our business what he does with his money. That's fine, but I'm what I'm asking is, and it's certainly none of our business what he does with his butt. No, well, but that's become that has definitely become our business. Yeah, right. My, but that's not what my question is. My question is whether or not the logic for keeping him on the board is flawed because his own political views undermine the reason for keeping him there. If the reason for keeping him on is diversity and he's a person who appears to be or support or at least supports a candidate who is clearly opposed to the concept of diversity, doesn't that undercut your argument for keeping him around? But that's a different point of view. Honestly, I fucking hate Facebook, so we should, <laughs> we, should keep, we should actually add more people like that motherfucker to the board so that it, it crashes burns and burns. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But, like, for real, Facebook, like, no no harm, no foul. You guys are great. Love you. <laughs> Love you. I mean, I just think, like, you can get, the, again, the diversity standpoint, you can get that point of view from someone who is not oh, yeah. associated with hate. Right? I'm so tired of hearing it. I am. No, well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Too. But, I mean, I have to admit, I was won over with butt stuff. Um, <laughs> but. So, so, really, you were done. But you also. You, there wasn't even a point in debating that. We it's. Have, yeah. It's also that, like, a lot of the things So you were Trump right. Said, this is rigged against no, people. No, it's not true. <laughs> Told you. Can you just let, so I called it out let me beginning. finish. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> mortified. Um, no, because I found myself nodding a lot harder whenever Trout was talking. I'm sorry. But um, he made a lot of good points. There's, there's, you can't, your, your arguments, I mean, I don't know why you were arguing for Gorman, but it was a little bit flawed because... I mean, it's it's a very circular argument that I don't want to get into, but butt stuff wins. Thank you. <sighs> Fair as, enough. as it always has uh-huh. in my life. Well, in everyone's life, right? <laughs> I would hope what so. What am I never To be mind. clear, my personal belief ha- is I don't really care if he's on their board one way or the other. Are okay. you pro-butt stuff, though? <laughs> I mean, butt <laughs> stuff is fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. The real question at issue. This is really going to go over well with our audience. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to love it. I can't wait to read the comments Uh, on this one. Yep. Um, You want to move on to our last topic for Flame Wars? Yeah. Please. Uh Um, So, pretty much Mm -hmm. while we were recording last week's episode, uh, Twitter decided to kill Vine. Mm -hmm. Um, Their six second looping video service. And. One of our editors, uh, Nicole Lee, wrote this great, great piece about how the reason Vine needed to die is it simply didn't fit in with Twitter's vision anymore. What is Twitter's vision? Uh, <laughs> that's the real question. I don't question. think Twitter knows either. Right. Actually, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm going to ask you guys, because I want somebody to play devil's advocate here uh, and argue that at the end of the day, Vine had a place in the Twitter ecosystem and there was no point that's in you. killing yeah. it. Uh, so, Gorman, you're going to argue in favor of... Yep. All right, uh, let's, let's start with you, though, Trout. Uh, we already have GIFs. It's pronounced GIF. And we don't need a fucking GIF that you have to press play on. Like, the play button is legit the worst thing about Vine, right? Like, if it would just loop and play like it's supposed to, it would be totally fine. Otherwise, fuck, fuck Vine. Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a very compelling and concise argument. I think y'all you have, have a, y'all have a um, bleeper or whatever. Oh, right? oh no, yeah. no, this just goes up. Oh no, it's live. We're live. <laughs> just straight. Totally. Yeah, with all the butt stuff. <laughs> all the butt <laughs> stuff. <laughs> straight with all the butt stuff. Yeah. The Michael. Think Gorman about story. it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. good. I'm gonna remember that. Thank you. It's uh, on your tombstone, really. Uh, uh, best episode ever. Yeah, uh, um, Michael. So here's my thing, like. I think it always. Ma- I thought it always made sense. It was like short, compact words was Twitter. This is short, compact video is Vine. It seemed like they were aligned, um, just from kind of in different mediums, but kind of had the same ethos. And the short videos created some interesting things. I was never a big Vine person, but I know there was a lot of interesting, like funny stuff happening on Vine. So to me, it's more about that going away, and that's sad. Okay. Do you have a brief rebuttal or? I don't think I have to, right? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I won. So, By the um, way, there are gifts that you have to press play on, so your whole point. What? Yeah. Twitter mobile, you have to press play. Yeah. Not so true. You just I do it on my you, phone. You can pause it. No. Yeah. No. By default. It doesn't just play. load them automatically. Really? I'll show no. you one. Thank you, Sherlyn. I was literally glued to Twitter all night last night while watching... I guess it's different on iOS and While watching Android, The Big Bang Theory, yeah. your favorite show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Hey. Ugh. Okay, yeah, I'm going to just wrap it up and say that I don't like vines, and I really want to give Gorman one, but Trout. Duh. Trout didn't nope. even make a point. Duh. Like I said, you still have to press play <laughs> on GIFs. I think that is just, the thing I think that happens. Shut that down. Anyway, I won, so just He kind of wiped it. the floor with you. Uh, I expected Again. this to happen. This is why I called it out at the top of the show, y'all. Um, are, are there any it's messages not- you want to send to your supporters out there? Um, I have no supporters, but thanks for watching, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> the system is rigged. <laughs> the system is rigged. This isn't fair. This is the white man's burden. It's so hard being me. Wow. Yeah, okay. Wow. You <laughs> just, just lost. No more life. points ever. Just not even going to try to give you anything. You, you weren't going to try to give me th- anything I anyway, tried. Sherilyn. I, tried. I know where you're coming from. 
I see you. It's just because he's sitting here. It's mm-hmm. just louder. Mm-hmm. She's just jealous of my Is hair. that how you yeah. decide it's whoever's loudest wins the argument? It's like the Fox News. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Roger Ailes scream scoring a system. Lot louder. Yeah. Sure, I am I am Fox swinging. Pr- I wonder, can we test that? Who can yell the loudest? I would not. That do sounds that. like fun. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shivani shaking her head later, off right later. <laughs> She's going to be not pleased. Uh, that was um, not good. <laughs> So as if this has not like already been singing. crazy Let's and Let's just keep it enough. off the rails, y'all. What's next? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this show is about to get even more off the rails. <laughs> yeah. It is time for no. group chat. All right. Uh, so this is where we kind of dig into one topic uh, a little bit deeper. And this week we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, nothing news cycle related. Strap in, folks. Strap in. Go real deep. Um, okay. I'm, I'm largely going to just toss this to you guys and let you so guys deep. have fun. Um, cause I, I, I don't know what to say about like, so we're going to talk about online dating, how technology and all these apps have like changed the dating world. And honestly, I know nothing about this shit. So. Even though you got married on MySpace or something. Yeah. Right? So, 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 so let me lay the groundwork here. I, I, I have done online dating. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've had online dating profiles. I've gone on dates with women I've met online. Mm-hmm. I met my wife online. Um, that being. Friendster? MySpace, no, okay. literally MySpace. Wow. Um, I, I think I, I've I've told this story before, but I'm pretty sure like one of my first messages to her was something about like uh, who she was supporting in the primary in like 2000. Oh, I can't uh. believe she married you. Yeah, <laughs> but that is also. So I can't cute. believe she married me either. Have you seen her? Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You did well for. Yourself. Oh yeah, I did pretty good. Very yeah. lucky. I'm a lucky man. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said. I met my wife on MySpace. I've been off the market for a very long time. Um, I have never used Tinder. I know nothing about uh, what some of the other Dating Bumble. apps. Hit. Bumble, okay, Bumble Coffee Meets yeah, Bagel. I don't even know that. Yeah, again, these are like, mm-hmm. I don't even know the names of Happen. these things. Um, they're all the same. Basically. Yeah, the mechanics I mean, are the same. Well, there's different they're colors. They're the same people but, across yeah. all of them, too. I've never experienced well, I've, that. I mean, I've seen oh, no, some overlap. I've seen some, but... There's a bunch of overlap, yeah. actually. So I'm, I'm considering this my opportunity to get, like, a crash course in how this stuff works. And, like, at least, like, I have to cover technology theoretically mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I should know how this stuff operates. Yeah. Um, so you guys tell me a little bit of... I guess, first, what apps do you use? Uh, I am a sort of, like, cast a wide net kind <laughs> of person. I feel like you use all of the apps and hopefully you get some, mm-hmm. right? And to be fair, I use them now as sort of a replacement for pornography. Not Tinder, because Tinder's a little bit more about, like, dating or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, Scruff and Gr- Grinder and the, the sort of gay hookup apps are, like, hyper-explicit. Like, you can send dick pics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I use it for that reason a little bit for more. receiving. Dick pics. And not sending. I send dick pics, Yeah. I do, I mean, that's, I do enjoy, by the way, this is not the first time yeah. we've said yeah. dick pics on no, the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, those are the three that I use most often. I've, I've signed up for a ton of different stuff in mm-hmm. the process of researching these things for mm-hmm. stories and whatnot. But mm-hmm. my, my go-tos are Scruff, Grinder, and Tinder, and it depends on what I'm looking for, right? If I want to go on a date, which I usually don't... Um, <laughs> It's Tinder, and if I if I want to get laid, it's Scruff or Grinder. And Grinder, unfortunately, is the one that has worked out best for me. Mm. Why is that unfortunate? It's like 
a fucking twink warehouse. It's like <laughs> <laughs> explain what that is yeah, to the to the listeners. A, a twink a twink is like a young, thin, nubile homosexual. Okay. Uh and scruff is for like, you know, like men or whatever. Uh I just, you know, I don't identify as anything mm-hmm. uh any category of homosexual. Uh but I do feel like gr- grinder is where I get the most action. Mm. That's where that's where you do your best work, right? I'm like an aged twink or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm gonna get you. I mean, that's a t-shirt, aged twink. All right, Trillin, what about you? I'm on. I don't like to cast as wide a net, but I started on OkCupid and then I tried Tinder, like. Two and a half, three years ago, and now I'm on like, and then afterwards I went on like Happen. Now I'm on Bumble. What um, does Happen? Happen's the one where like people you you meet people uh, along your commute or something like wherever your paths cross, then you get these cards come up. It's literally it's, so it's like geolocation. It's, based? it's like Tinder. I don't know. I understand so why. It's like, it's like sort of it serendipitous. Exists. Like it's a Pokemon Go, but yeah. for dating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. It's a little Is weird. It? Oh my god! I wish it were that much fun. It's actually quite a dumpster fire. But right. But instead of Pokemon, so, you collect dudes. dudes. Yeah. It's sure. It's a dumpster fire. Is that different from any everything, other app? Though? Everything. And they're all. It's like fire. on that. They're all like the shitty pigeon Pokemon. That's yes, all always pigeon, <laughs> uh, Rattata, whatever. Deep never pop. a Pikachu. Yeah. Never like Dratini. Anyway, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say you're 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 just going deeper, deeper and deeper. Really cuts. Deep. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Tinder and Bumble are what I use now. Okay, which one do you prefer? They're both really crap. So yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing. It's like dating in the real world sucked. Mm-hmm. It still Ooh. sucks. Yeah, yeah. All right. got worse. And lastly, Gorman, which ones are you on? So I've been on. So I'm. I've only been. I'm recently kind of entering the dating pool, like within the last couple of months, really. So I'm sort of just getting started, but I've used Tinder, Bumble, and Coffee Meets Bagel. I've used that before, too. I forgot to yeah. mention. What? And primarily Bumble and Coffee Meets Bagel. App? It's unique. It's like this really lame, like, okay. excuse. There's, like, like the currency. So, like, if you want to get, like, a match or something, you have beans, which are basically, like, points or something uh. that you have to, like, Pay to like have I'm get a connection with certain no, 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 no. There's like an economy involved gamification. No, 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 no. It's the worst the crux, so dumb. No, 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 yeah. The crux of Coffee Meets Bagel though is that every day they send you one person to consider at a certain time, and then you can choose to pass on this person. That's where the currency thing comes in. Then you get to pick someone else. But every day they pick someone to show you at like noon or something. Do they? Uh, do, is there a gluten free version? <laughs> Sorry, I don't like carbs. I don't even know what that metaphor is referring to, but sure. I'm just so glad that the the, coffee despite the us using the same app, mm-hmm. we never run into Gorman, which is but, great. But Gorman did just run across <laughs> our managing editor, yes, I Dana did. Woman, I on did. Tinder. So yeah. Yeah. shout out, Dana. What's up, Dana? I see you on Bumble. Did you swipe right is the question. No, it's still just sitting there. I didn't oh, okay. swipe either way. I okay, so I have definitely swiped right on the most inappropriate of people because I think it's hilarious. Do that too. Yeah, like if I, mean, I that's see you I and I know it. you, I am yeah. going to swipe right and maybe Same. message you something yeah. terrible. <laughs> well, that's if you match. So the person right. to swipe right back on you too. Right. right. Well, and to to be fair, yeah. I'm not going to message something terrible to a coworker. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just friends and family. You don't yeah. want to. You don't yeah. want to like get HR involved because. Right. No, it's more like you a practical you were joke, closer sort of. with. Right, you really, but were. you know, if I see Uncle Stan on there, I'll be all, "Hey, <laughs> Daddy!" Up? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's get weird, y'all. Yeah. It did just get really mm-hmm. weird. I, to be fair, I don't think that my uncle's on Tinder currently. Or I don't think he's searching for me. Maybe if you're lucky, someday you'll find out. <laughs> oh, right. my God. So, real quick, all of you are on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's the one I use the least. Okay. That's the common ground, I guess. Yeah. So, you did say before, though, that Tinder is more for dating. Well, and for, gay, for gay men specifically. Like, okay. I don't know about what happens in y'all's world. Yeah. So that was going to be my question. My perception of Tinder has always been that it's basically a hookup app. Like, sure, people do go on dates from it, but primarily it's about, like, getting yourself laid and moving on. I can like say casual unequivocally app. in my experience it is not that even a little bit. Okay. But none of them are in my experience thus far. There, I mean, so I met my last boyfriend on Tinder. Um, so it's not all about hookups, but it's like 99% of the time. You really have to work hard to turn it into a thing. So Yeah, and this is, okay, so this is a thing, right, where I, I feel like maybe I got laid more when I was in college before all this stuff than I do now using all this stuff. And I don't know if that's because college. I'm more yeah. picky than I, I was or because I was hotter then or <laughs> I think it's what? just the social situation. I mean, college yeah, is college. like hedonism, man. It's yeah. like you're surrounded by a bunch of horny 20-somethings but all the time. You're Are also you- talking about doing that in person, though, and I feel like it's a little. Pro- it's probably got to be a little bit easier to, like, sort of grease those wheels if you have a face-to-face connection. I mean, I'm way better in person. Absolutely. As opposed to, like, sending basically text messages back and forth, right? That's my my inherent problem with dating apps is that I always struggle about representing myself on my profile. I'm like, it's very difficult to tell you what I'm like. Why why do I have to struggle to please you or to try to make an impression when I'm so much cooler in person? Mm. Would you like me to um, fix your Uh, profile for you? Okay. I I fixed his. So it was a focus group that fixed mine. So when Michael, (laughs) the last time that Dana and Terrence were in San Francisco, Michael was uh, just very, very fresh yeah, out of a relationship like, yeah. and had just set up his his profile. And I cannot tell you how hilariously bad he was doing it. Like, his profile wasn't terrible, right? But he... I had the photos were decent, right? Was that the part? Or? Your photos were fine. Whatever, yeah, like, I mean. they, weren't, they weren't awful. <laughs> they're, they're fine. The yeah. profile was okay. The thing that got me about it was... Your approach to hitting on women <laughs> on Tinder was first message, hey, let's get a drink. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> that is not how it works. Because I was like, I, and this is, so let me explain myself where I was. So this is coming from a place where I literally had not dated anyone as an adult person. I'd been in a relationship for seven years. Like, and before that, I was in law school and college. So I had never been dating in like as people who have jobs and whatever. So, I was like, okay, I'm on this. We matched. I'm only swiping on people that I like actually would want to get together with in in person. So I assumed that, well, that's why else would they be swiping on me? So I was like, okay, we matched. Let's go get a drink and see if we actually like each other. That was my thinking, which clearly was so dumb and naive <laughs> and stupid because like there's so many weird, creepy, rapey they dudes. Are. And I get that now, but I was just like, I thought we like, I thought this was like, I made I made a similar yeah. different mistake when I when I got on Grinder for the first time because I I too had just come out of a relationship like a year and a half ago that lasted ten years so I was not at all familiar with this stuff right or all of the nuances of how you go about doing things and 
I was at the airport, which apparently JFK is a hot spot for hookups. I can, yeah. And really, I got it was so just like it was just like ding, 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 and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, all these people, right? And somebody was like, hey, and I just being the polite Southern gentleman that I am was like, oh hello. I said it, you know, like I was just felt like I needed to respond to everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the things I saw in that like five <laughs> minutes, I was like, seriously, like. It is an assault on my senses. <laughs> mm-hmm. The things that people will just send you. And I don't know if this happens on any of the other apps, because I don't even think you can send pictures on Tinder, or I haven't figured it no, out. No, you can't. But like on Grinder and Scruff, the first message can be, Explicit. you know, a 70-year-old butthole. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Spread all the way open. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. But yeah, I don't want no. that at the airport, y'all. No, I don't need that. Or before really, any, anywhere. Yeah, frankly. Yeah. But okay, so his opening, I get it because now on Bumble, it's the girls who reach out first, and that's so strange to me because I'm not used to making the first move in real life on apps, whatever. So I understand where you're going with the "Hey, let's go get a drink" thing because I want to be as short and sweet as possible, and then I get a chance to be like myself mm-hmm. in person because that's so much better. Yeah. I like, but I like the I like the buildup. I like to find out. A little bit more about you before I commit to going on a date mm-hmm. because, frankly, I don't have enough time to be dealing with your bullshit. That's right. And so, if you're if you're an awful human being, I can suss it out pretty quickly. See, so for I me, I like. get a few enough matches that I don't have to worry about <laughs> volume. Uh, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Aww. Like, so to me, I would I'm rather just get here. like uh, yeah, yeah, a drink or something, about. like because it just doesn't happen that often. So it's not like I'm going to be overwhelmed where I have to worry about like parceling out my time, mm-hmm. I think, or at least not yet anyway. I don't, I don't, but I Maybe don't really will see that ever happening. This episode. Probably not. <laughs> my profile photo hey, was approved, y'all. Woo! For nice. a good one. Grinder. Oh, okay. Um, so, so question here, though. Because uh, you've, you've all kind of alluded this a little bit in that you're, you know, you found hooking up in college easier. You want to go meet people and talk face to face. You want to like just immediately go get a drink. This is like how you want to get to know people. Yeah. Um, and well, I've since changed, right? Like, well, no, no, I'm I've not, since, I'm not, like, you know, you play the game as yeah, it has to no, be. No, so that's, I'm, I'm not um, arguing with the approach necessarily. But no. so when I was younger and I was dating and I was doing online dating, um, I had kind of the opposite reaction. It was, I preferred to have the profile, I preferred to talk to people. And mm. like, as a writer, I felt I expressed myself better in a written word. Right. I was awkward talking to people. And then humans. you're a disappointment in real life. Yeah, and then, yeah, I'm a disappointment in real life. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. That hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. Still the case. But, um, so yeah, as fellow writers, you don't find it at all like easier to like pr- put your best foot forward, tell people about yourself in like a quick profile, send a couple of messages where maybe you're able to more carefully choose your words? I got this one. Okay. I I actually like putting it out there that I am open to dating because this is me real life trying to meet people. I go to an event and I see anyone attractive and I spend the whole night avoiding them. That's me because I'm a really socially awkward person sometimes. I know it doesn't seem that way because I'm so cool. But mm-hmm. No, it's totally that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I that's what I'm saying. Want- yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> Damn. You're regretting your decision at the top of the show now, Sherlyn? I already regret yeah. it. Take your vote back. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, that, well, that's sort of my question, though, is doesn't the this, like, text barrier make it a little bit easier for you or at as, least as writers as a writer to and I mean I imagine we're all not just writers but we're tech journalists I imagine we're all not the most like uh we're all so, we're not social butterflies here probably we're all probably a little bit awkward speak for yourself huh? yeah we're pretty good at parties <laughs> we're right? wonderful too. Yeah. Olivia all right, you, know. you are now. Yeah, you Olivia are. definitely knows. <laughs> were you? Yeah, we bring our A game to social <laughs> situations. You know what I'm saying? 
You're the only one that. So so here's here's the thing about no. sort of representing yourself, right? That I I struggle with is I uh, am a relatively unique human being, I think, and I have a hard time expressing that in a way that will appeal to a large group of people, yeah. right? Or even just a group of people. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who my target audience is. Mm-hmm. When I'm writing for the for the website, I know who I'm writing for, yep. right? Whether it looks like it or not, guys. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know you're out there and I know who you are. Yep. But online it's like uh I don't, you know, I don't have a type either. So I'm not like playing to a certain group of people, right? Like I don't have I don't know necessarily how to market myself properly online. I'm also terrible at like job interviews mm-hmm. and resume writing and all that stuff. Like I'm terrible at selling myself. So that's difficult. When you see me in person, you know what you're getting, yep. mm-hmm. right? You can hear me from a fucking mile away. I look the way I look and and you know that that's that's what you're getting. Yep. The way that I represent myself online I don't know. I don't know what I'm representing, honestly. Okay. Yeah. You know? And you don't know what's going to offend someone when you put it out there. I put the yesterday I tweaked my profile. I resorted to putting the fact that I work at Engadget as something that would attract the right crowd. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, "All right, I'm just putting it out there." And then I also used the middle finger emoji because, "Hey, that's me." There's a middle finger emoji? There, yeah. Oh my god. Since where have you been? been? Since years yeah. ago. Anyway. The middle finger is my favorite yeah. finger. So I put that on there and I don't know if I'm going to, but the thing is, I guess it's good because it weeds out the people who are going to be offended by it anyway and maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in like litmus tests, but like Christopher said, like I don't, I don't, I'm not good at understanding like what people always would necessarily like in me that I would put in a profile, like what is going to be attractive to mm-hmm. them. Do you and have for to me, download an add-on to get the middle finger? No, it's right no. there. It's there. What? And we'll find oh, it for you afterwards. Shit. You got it. You there got you it. Go. Everybody, Trout. Christopher Trout has just had an epiphany uh, live on the podcast. Yeah. Oh my god! It's the best podcast ever. IRL stuff. Um, but I would, I would say like that. I don't, I'm not good at that. And for me, especially like when we talk about, you know, being able to uh, build that rapport with someone through text message. Like I, I started out on instant messenger, like back in middle school. So like, I know like generally how to communicate mm-hmm. that way, but to me, so much of it and so much about how I get a read on a person is seeing body language and like actually being with them. And, and then, you know, like whether or not they're saying that they're into you or you can see that. Right. And, and also, that is very important to me. And without that kind of added layer of context, uh, it's, I work better with that when I have that to Your work. I also comes think from that, like, yeah. yeah, sorry. I also think that, like, um, there's a certain level of like judgment when it comes to typos and things like that. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a pretty good writer. I do it for a living, right? Like, I went to school for it. Yeah. I am a fucking terrible typist. Like, I'm horrible at it. And <sighs> you I, and Terrence, typos yeah. everywhere. I can't right? type, especially I can't with spell. a soft keyboard, dude. It's like on a it's phone. difficult, um, or if you're doing it one-handed, which yeah. occasionally I am. Yep. And <laughs> and it's like you know I know that there are people that are like if if the comma's out of place super they're going to be like super judgy, right? Yeah. But like I struggle with that. I also I also I love an emoji. But, ironically, but, I don't but. know that I love it sincerely. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you can't tell when it's sincere. Yes, or not. exactly. So. 
I don't even is, know I mean, if I use is, it sincerely. I don't right. even, yeah. This is this is the problem though with online communication in general is the nuances aren't there. And right? also on the flip side of it, the real world um, way of seeing and understanding a person is much better than online because you don't know if this person's really what you're gonna expect or get in real life. Whereas if you meet in, in the real world, like I know Gorman is a lanky tall dude with long hair immediately mm-hmm. just by looking at him, but looking at his picture, I'm like, is he five feet tall? I don't know. Right, we're striking on the catfish situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually. By the way, I do have that I'm six three in my profile. Good. For that very reason. I have I have been catfished so many times, Aww. and like on a vague sort of I I kind of pose this way mm-hmm, yeah. to yes, make myself yes. look larger or to make this look smaller or whatever. Playing with perspective. And I think that like. Not only is the physical part, like just the, do you actually look like what you're representing, Mm -hmm. a problem. Mm -hmm. The other problem is pheromones are like a for real deal, right? Our our hormones tell us who we're attracted to. I can't tell you how many times, like, I have met somebody on one of these apps thinking, oh my God, this could this could be it yeah. because this guy is like legit, super cool. Mm-hmm. We have all these same interests. He's hot. I show up on the date and it's just like, nope, crickets, yeah. right? And then they're like, wow, you're really loud. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really rude. Right? Oh. How about you pay for dinner? Mm-hmm. Um, so we are running out of time, but I did want to, because you briefly touched on the, the catfishing thing. It's one of the many sort of uh, tropes. S- not just tropes, but like one of these pitfalls. like stumbling blocks. Yeah. yeah, the pitfalls of like modern dating and online dating. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you guys at least uh, clearly remember dating pre-internet mm-hmm. dating. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So like what are the other things that you've kind of encountered that are like specific to online dating, specific to modern dating through apps that you didn't have to deal with anymore that were kind of like a shock to the system? Well, the the unsolicited dick pics are like were the like number one like, oh, my God, this is what it's about. Like. Oh. Not to say that that doesn't ever happen in the real world. Like, certainly I've been flashed a, a dick at the bar or something like that, right? But, like, that is the exception, not yeah. the rule. No. Um, that was shocking to me. I'm super pro dick pic at this point, though, because you know what you're getting yourself into, right? Um, also, if it's used, <laughs> it's it depends on when it's used. Like, if it's used in the beginning of the conversation, or... like, I'm a little hesitant to meet right. up with you because it's... I, I think that you're, you're leading with the dick, yep. you know, and I'm not necessarily into that. Yep. Um, when it's exchanged after we've established that we're both into it, then mm-hmm. I'm down for it. Um, ghosting is a thing that I didn't experience in the real world that I experienced online, and not that it can't happen in the real world, but I think that <clears throat> there is a sort of ephemerality to online dating that makes that a more acceptable be- behavior. Mm-hmm. It's easier to uh, do online dating because of the abundance of candidates. Like, you meet far less people you do on real life than you do on dating apps. And it's like, if this doesn't work out, it's easier. I got, like, tens of thousands of people to meet tonight anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing that was really different. It makes me a lot less uh, invested in anyone I meet. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. And I guess that's part of the thing that makes the ghosting thing easier and more common. It's like you have this bigger bigger pool of people to pull from. This is a thing, like, I... Eh, there's tw- well, there's twenty so more I there's twenty more notifications ghost. waiting. I don't I? ghost, but I know people who do right. and don't feel any kind of way about it. Yeah. Right? Like I've been on the receiving end of it after dating somebody for months. Ooh, no, that's painful. And that's a mess. Yeah. I think like 
I don't. I wouldn't even call it ghosting if you go out on a date, you make out at the end of the date, and then the next day you don't call. Mm-hmm. That's right. just that's just dating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, but I think that the ghosting thing can be done elegantly. Mm. Oh yeah. And I think that there are places where it makes sense too, right? Like ghosting because you think somebody might be a little stalker. Stalkery. Oh yeah. Totally legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is this thing I've had to deal with with a friend of mine who is like, he won't stop texting me. We went out once. Block, block him. Yeah, he's it's 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 been several months. This person is still occasionally like, give it several. Followed her on Instagram. Like, no. Oh well, this is another thing. I so this has happened to me as well. I dated this guy for a month or two last year, and he. I hope he's not listening to this. Probably is. He um, doesn't matter. He, we ended it because he was a messy child, and uh, he came back, and again and again. It was everywhere. It was Facebook. It was Instagram. It was anywhere that he could. He was calling me. He was text messaging me, and then I was out of town, and I get a message from him that's like, "I'm at your doorstep," (gasps) and I'm like, "Whoa! Nobody invited. Nobody invited you. Nope." Um, luckily, Ooh. I was also at the, that time dating a cop and had you know, the so. cop go and sort that out. No, I was just like, should I be worried? And he's like, no, he seems he seems harmless. Yep. But now he knows and I'm good. Yeah. Yep. But uh, that isn't something that happened to me in the real world. There yeah. wasn't real world stalking on the level. Here's here's what uh, like I haven't had. I mean, I guess I just haven't been doing this long enough. Like I haven't been ghosted on. I haven't had any stalkery situations mm-hmm. yet. Hopefully, I never do. What concerns me about it, though, generally, is I can kind of just see how it is. I call it like Jerry Seinfeld syndrome. I feel like all of this massive amounts of choice you touched on this, Sherlin, where it's like um, I can feel you become oddly picky about things because you know that there is infinite choice. And when you dated people, you were much more tolerant. Of things and like you were looking for the stuff that you liked in people instead of the the reasons to eliminate them and move mm-hmm. on to the next thing, which I think is a really weird dynamic that I don't think is necessarily really healthy for people. And that's like, this is what I can so like I can see it and I think about this as I'm you know swiping through. I'm just like, this seems kind of really messed up because yes. I can hear like I can see why I'm making these decisions very rapidly, like because it's you know. Whatever it becomes really superficial. Yeah. Do you read the profiles? Because I hear I, I hear that straight do. men don't read. I the mean, profiles. I so uh, here's here's the thing. There's like a decision tree, right? Like obviously pictures first, first and then I look at the profile and like if there's in too much emojis that aren't used in the right way, or like you can just I feel like I can get a sense for some people, you know, if they take themselves too seriously or whatever. But I mean, again, they might like. People might be thinking that about me. This is what's so weird. This is why I'd rather meet in person because profiles really, what if this person is just bad at writing profiles and yeah. this is not who they are at yeah, That's all. why my like, profile is just the uh, eggplant emoji <laughs> and the martini emoji. <laughs> and I think you just get everything you need to know there. That tells yeah. you everything you need to That's, know, right? Yeah. But you bring up the very philosophical question of whether you can truly find love on a dating app because it, you know you eliminate so much that there doesn't give room for chemistry to just grow naturally and organically mm-hmm. anymore. And so that's why I am deleting all the apps soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really? I, and, and this is the other thing is that like I have definitely done that multiple times. Oh, I've deleted them a lot of times. Yeah. And gotten back on them. Yeah. And every time I'm like, so done. I am yeah. so done with this. And then I'm like, 
I can't find, it's like a yeah, dick wasteland. desert. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like the real world is a fucking <laughs> I love the dick idea desert. Of a dick desert. Yes, they're um, all taken mm-hmm. or not great. Can we right. can we end on dick desert, please? Dick I desert. want to end on dick desert. Okay. <laughs> I think that's as good a place as any. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never going to get better. I, um, <laughs> I got nothing. Okay. Uh, Christopher, where can the fine people find you on the internet? Grinder. <laughs> How can the fine people on of the internet find you on Grinder? Uh, I am at Mr. Underscore Trout most places. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want a real dark look at my inter, you know, my inner Internal. personal life, mm-hmm. uh, just find me and sign up for Grinder. <laughs> And just like hang out in the area. Yeah, that's how you oh. find me on Grinder. Yeah. Um, and and also make sure to read uh, Computer Love, your occasionally uh, NSFW. occasionally occasional NSFW <laughs> column yeah. about s- sex and dating. Yes, uh, um, Mr. Gorman. Uh, I am at Numison on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sherlyn. I am at Sherlyn Lowe on Twitter. Not gonna hand out your <laughs> nothing else. Just nothing stay else away. To... Just if you can't connect with me on Twitter, you can't connect with me anywhere else. Fair enough. Uh, Dang, girl. The end. True. The end. Uh, I am at Terrence O'Brien. Lots of E's, no A's. Uh, as always, thank you for watching. Uh, make sure to subscribe in iTunes, rate us in iTunes, or whatever your podcast app of choice is. Um, send us your feedback, your questions, your comments. You can hit us up at Engadget Podcast on Twitter or podcast at engadget.com. We want to know what you think. Um, and make sure to tune in next week. But before we go, I want to leave you with the comment of the week, which comes from Heinz Paul. Clippy for president 2016. True. Make it happen. (laughs) 